0: What is going on everybody welcome to episode number 22 of the culture shock podcast i'm one of your hosts tyler grant sitting across the table from me is
1: heath satterfield the culture shock podcast is a podcast where we talk about life culture and everything in between this week we'll be talking about africa
0: we'll be answering the question where
1: the heck is cody it's a good question Tyler. it is so
0: cody is not here but i am sitting across the table from not one but two people So let's introduce yourself. So first, our our, our Cody Hager replacement, Heath, who are you?
1: Yep. Like I said, my name's Heath. I am from Dalton, Georgia. Mm. I'm a lifetime friend of Tyler's. Mm. Grew up together since the age of five. Mm. So I've been... (laughs) That's enough. And uh, I now live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am currently job searching, kind of. But just spending some time with Tyler here, so I'm happy to be here.
0: The best. And then also across the table from me is...
2: Hey everybody, um, this is Claire, so I am Elizabeth and Tyler's cousin um, mm-hmm. from Dothan, Alabama, and right now I'm in school at Auburn, um, in nursing school, I have one year left.
0: Yes, so that, they are our co-hosts today, because Cody, Cody was supposed to record with us today, but he came inside the room, like what, 10 minutes ago,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and said, nope, <laughs> I have to work today. We got everything set up for him. We got here early. We mm-hmm. left the house at like eight o'clock on the dot. Mm-hmm. Claire, you were up at like seven this morning. Six,
2: six o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I really hope Cody
0: hears. I know. I need
2: room.
0: to tell him. I know. He <laughs> comes in at eight forty-five. Like I can't record today. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The show must go on. And we're so on. We're going to continue it going on. Um, so before we get into our big question of the day, which is actually comparing African and American culture, not talking about where's Cody the whole time, <laughs> I have a question for you bring it cody's always scared about these so what is your favorite thing about where you currently live mm. what is the Whoa. best thing about it
2: that's hard
0: whoever
1: wants to um, go first being in hotlanta i think it's nice because you're very close to a lot of different sporting events uh my roommate and i shout out to dylan bloodsoe he was here a couple weeks ago i'm, I'm sure there. his show wasn't as good as this one will be, but that's Definitely okay. Not. Um, we're big Atlanta United fans, and it takes about 15, 20 minutes to get down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and then you have, you know, home, Dalton is just right up 75. you got a lot of friends in Athens, Georgia football. It's a big part of life. That's about an hour away. So uh, the location itself is, is pretty good. It's being weird. close to a lot of things. So yeah. are, you, are you going to yeah. Auburn or Dothan?
2: Probably. I'm going to go Auburn because that's where I live right now. <laughs> it's choice. not that exciting. Um, oh, there's so many great things about Auburn. Probably the best is it has such a homey feel. Like even the first time you go there, it's such a small town and there's lots of people there. There's lots of families, lots of everything. They have lots of events going on all the time. Um, you feel like you know everyone. You walk out the door. That's one of the things I love. You walk out the door and you see at least 20 random people that you know yes. each day.
4: Yeah.
2: Um and, of course, on top of that, football, basketball, mm. all the sports, always it's
0: great. it's that time always of great. year again. I
2: know, I know. We are dogs.
0: Oh, no.
2: uh uh-uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Heath is a pretty big Georgia fan.
1: Did you go to the Rose Bowl with Dylan? I didn't go to that one. I went to the Natty in 2017. Okay. When Alabama broke Alabama Alabama. Like our hearts. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: We We talked in depth about Sad. that whole season with Dylan. You sure you did. Yes. <laughs> so, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking yeah. about another home for you guys, which is in Africa. You both love it. You both are there. Yes. All the time. Before we get into that, we just want to plug our socials really quick. If you want to go give us a like or a follow on Instagram, you can follow us at Culture Shock Podcast. Once again, not the Culture Shock Podcast, but Culture Shock Podcast. We shared it last week, but there is another Culture Shock Podcast. Oh, It's really sad.
3: Uh, And one of the girls who
0: hosts the Culture Shock Podcast tagged us in her bio. So she put Culture Shock Podcast, not the Culture Shark Podcast. So it was an, accident. It was an, accident. It was an accident.
1: She wasn't calling you out for Correct. taking the yes. okay. But
0: for those of you who are listening, follow us at Culture Shock Podcast. You'll see us with a lot of Polaroid pictures. And us. You, you, there's a distinct difference between us and them. You'll, you'll see it. Just go find <laughs> it. And then also, if you want to go give us a, a um, subscription or a review on the Apple Podcast app, if you give us five stars and a written review, we will read it on the podcast we keep begging you. Don't make us actually beg for you because we want some more reviews on there. So, please, we will read it. I just said please. I'm begging. I'm begging for reviews
2: right now. I think please is a beg. I know yeah, it. you sound begging. I know. Mm-hmm.
0: Give us one. We'll read it on the podcast. <laughs> we'll add a new section on there. All right. And also, if you want to add some questions in that we can ask at the beginning of the podcast so I can scare Cody half to death with those, <laughs> send us a DM on Instagram and we will do that. So, we got all that out of the way. We're going to be deep diving into Africa. So, I want you to explain your upbringing and how that led you to fall in love with Africa. It it, it may be connected, it may not be. Or just talk Mm -hmm. about how you fell in love with wanting to go there.
2: Mm Claire. Um, I think for me, um, I realized senior year, we had to write this thesis at school. It's like a 15-page paper. Um, And I started out writing it on something about medicine and robots in medicine because I knew I wanted to do something medical Um, But I started writing it, and about a month in, I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't know why. And one day I was talking to my youth minister, and he was talking about his daughter that they were adopting. They were currently in the process. And so I started thinking about adoption, and it just started, it was on my heart a lot. And so I wrote my paper on why orphanages are harmful to children's health, Mm -hmm. and writing about the church's role in orphan care and the differences in orphan care, what works better, what works yeah. not as well for kids. Um, and so going into college, that was something I knew I was passionate about. And freshman year, I was kind of like looking for something to do with, with kids. I love kids, but also something related to orphan care. I didn't know what. Um, and it kind of just fell on my lap. It was a total God thing because my we have adopted parents at our church. And my adopted mom there told me one day, she was like, I'm going to Africa this summer to this children's village. Like, do you want to come? Yeah. And I said, yes. And so then I went, went. fell in love, yep. and it all goes from there. And what part of Africa
0: is it that you go to? Yeah,
2: so I go to Malawi, Africa. It's a <laughs> tiny little sliver of a country. It's like kind of bottom right-hand side of the continent.
0: Okay. And then, Heath, talk a little bit about yours.
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, my connection started with my older brother, Mason. When he was at Lee University, he met a girl named Simone and she had just started a nonprofit um after a trip that that she took to Uganda and uh he took a trip over there she said oh hey I see you're interested come on check it out so he went over there with her one summer and he fell in love with it so he comes home he starts talking all about it starts going back every summer after that and now he's been over there full-time working for the organization for three years so back in 2015 I took my first trip over there with the team and uh I didn't really know much about Uganda or Africa as a whole, but I love to travel. I love seeing different cultures. So I wanted to go check that out, Um, fell in love with the students at the school, fell in love with the culture and just how, how, uh, how loving and accepting they are of who you are. Um, So I went back again in 2017 with my entire family. And then I went this previous summer for another three weeks and just got to hang out with Mason a lot and uh, really connect with the students. So it's one of those things I, I plan to go back. Yeah. You know, every at least every other year, if not more fr- frequently than that. So. And you just got so back
0: like five days ago. Yeah, last, right? last a week from a week from, the, yeah, a week from today. Yeah, a week from today. <laughs> yeah, so you're still a little like feeling
1: that, yeah. that jet lag just a little bit. I'm not uh, helping myself out though Yeah, when you go to bed at 1 every night you're not yeah. doing yourself any favors <laughs> yeah. or 2.30 last night we'll talk right. about that much yeah. a, bit, <laughs>
0: that a little bit. so Claire how many times have you been to Malawi and when was your most recent trip?
2: yeah so I've been to Malawi three times now I went after my freshman year for two weeks after my sophomore year of college for two weeks and then this past summer after my junior year I went for two months mm-hmm. um, and I got back I think it was like a month ago i got back july
0: 20th she missed the family leg trip i did it was so
2: sad i got i got facetime though many pictures yeah
0: and then i've actually been to africa as well i went to kenya um
1: for five days (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i have have a little bit of experience
0: it was was nothing compared to what
1: y'all did (laughs) but you saw enough to want to go back right yes and i saw enough to like
0: chime in on this conversation cody's never been to africa so he'd be learning a lot through this But he wouldn't be contributing a lot (laughs) to the African uh, conversation. So I have a lot of differences that I want to talk about. We have like 10 topics in here that we may get to, we may not get to. We'll just talk as much as you want. Don't feel like you have to hold back anything. Um, But I'm just going to start throwing them out. And we'll just kind of talk about what is different between here in the States, here in the South, between the part of Africa that you are in. Because there may actually be Mm. cultural differences between Malawi and Uganda and Kenya too. Mm -hmm. But they may not be as blaring as between Montgomery, Alabama and Nairobi, you can, you know. So, first thing is talk about the hospitality. What was the hospitality like for you when you were over in your designated country in Africa?
2: Um, Oh, it is so wonderful. Everyone that you ever meet there, you feel like they're your best friends. Mm-hmm. I have, like, three moms over there who send me Bible verses, text me every day. That's once so they sweet. meet you, <laughs> once they meet you, they love you forever, and you can't help but love them. They welcome you into their home. They... They seriously make you feel so loved, yeah. even though you've never met them before. Yeah. It doesn't take long at all. No, it's so Yeah, good. it's great.
1: Did you feel that same thing when you were... Absolutely. To go on top of that, uh, you mentioned that that love, that that accepting love that they don't have to know you. It's just it's so unconditional. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of that comes from their relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a reflection of that. And that's that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I go, if you go with a team they're going to make a nice meal for you every night, make you feel like you're as at home as possible, even though you're on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time I stayed with Mason, so he, he was the one making me meals. Um, but the, the Ugandans themselves, it's, it's indescribable comparing it to the States. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has, you have the opportunity to be friends with everyone you come across. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, really, I really enjoy that. And you can really sit down and appreciate a conversation.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That you know here you feel rushed,
4: mm-hmm. that
1: that time to connect isn't is available.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But
1: over there it's I mean, yeah, your your heart just wants to make the time yeah. because mm-hmm. the students and the people want to make the time.
0: One of the things we joked about is everywhere we went they had tea, they had tea mm-hmm. for us every mm-hmm. single place. So it was mm-hmm. always hot tea and I was yeah. I did not yeah. want tea. Like We're sure, <laughs> here's some tea, just take tea. it. And we went to one house we got to do like a village visit, like the slums, like really low houses. And like you go into their houses and they're cooking for you with like mm-hmm. their little bit of stuff. I mean one of the houses, the inside of it was made with like cow dung and like straw. Oh. And there like, they go to the stove and they're just cooking and they're doing all these things for you. It's just I don't mm-hmm. know, it's it's
2: it's unreal. They're so hospitable
0: mm-hmm. and just really want to welcome you into their home and mm-hmm. really love that. Mm-hmm. And from Malawi to Kenya to Uganda, that's that's how the culture is. gets the same, yeah. It's very different, yeah. and they're
1: proud of it too. Not mm. not a the kind of proud that we you know we shame here in the U.S., but it's it's a good kind of proud. You know, they don't compare their situation to those on the other side of the world. Yeah, mm. they have what they have, mm. and they want to share that with you, regardless Absolutely. of how much it is. Yeah,
0: and I mean there are, there is hospitality in the states, especially in the South. You have yeah. Southern hospitality, but some of it kind kind of feels forced and fake. Yeah. In Africa, it feels incredibly genuine. Mm-hmm. It's just that they just really want you to be a part of their lives. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it opened my eyes to being more hospitable and opening your home. And Yeah,
2: they just live like such a community. Like, it's yeah. not an individual family. Like, yeah. maybe here in the States, a family lives in a house and, oh, you're hospitable to your small group at church. Or you're hospitable yeah. to some friends or someone who just moved here. You invite them for dinner and that's it. Yeah. In Malawi, it's like... They are all walk into each other's houses. They cook dinner together, yeah. share the same food. They kind of share everything they have. They live together. And then when you go over there, they invite you into that, too.
0: That's so that's so. It's cool. great. We need to, we need to take <laughs> some great. steps over here in America. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Really, so selfish and individualized. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so another big thing is, what's the language like? Is there a language barrier? What are they speaking in your designated country? Um, how are you able to communicate?
1: Yeah, so in Uganda, the national uh, language is English. Um but Lugandan with an L—it's like Uganda with an L in front of it. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. People always tell like that. It's like we're speaking weird.
0: like Alabama or something. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama.
1: You could have your own accent in some parts. <laughs>
0: I think I'm starting to get more of one. In I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Um So that's that's the kind of the secondary language. They all speak that more so than English, regardless of where you are in the country. But there's different variations of that, different dialects. Um, so English is is what is you know really pushed upon them in school though because it opens so many more opportunities as they grow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they? it's the same like in Malawi. <clears throat> English is the national language. Um they also have depending on which like tribe you're from, mm-hmm. like northern, southern, middle Malawi, um they have different languages, but where I was at they speak Chichewa. Okay. Um which is a cool language. It's kind of hard to learn, but English is also supposed to be taught in school. It's not always because okay. if you think about it like if you're teaching in English and a kid doesn't understand something, it's so easy to just speak in Chichewa, explain it really yeah. quickly, but then the kid never learns English because yeah. they don't have to. Yeah. Um, and that's difficult because they have to take national exams after eighth grade and national exams after twelfth grade, and yeah. they're all in English. Yeah. And so, like, it's hard because English isn't always taught in the schools, yeah. and then you take those exams and you don't know it.
0: Yeah, just because you're yeah. language barrier.
1: Yeah,
2: so that's a tough So thing. would
1: they speak Swahili anywhere? They took that as a course at, yeah. the, at the secondary school. Um, that's one of the courses they take all three of those languages okay. because Swahili is it's more it's more prominent in the surrounding nations yeah. as opposed to Uganda itself. Yeah, like mean, Kenya, which is bordering of Uganda. Yeah. It, the national language once again
0: in Kenya is English, but mm-hmm. Swahili is another they thing speak. they'll revert to really quick. Right. So we were saying exactly. it's not, it's not a lot and like uh-huh. Harubu. Like we, we we're learning all the Swahili words right. and, uh-huh. and all that stuff. <laughs> um, But it is interesting how English is the national language in yeah. a lot of the different countries mm-hmm. um so going off of that talk a little bit about the education system claire you talked mm-hmm. a little bit about mm-hmm. it but Heath, your brother mm-hmm. is very involved in the education system mm-hmm. in a very big way talk about that and what the education's like
1: yeah so it's one of the thing that i say it bugs me because in, in u.s we have the opportunity for a free public education over there all the education has to be paid for there's no free education unless you're part of a scholarship program Um, so that makes it tough on a lot of families it puts a lot of weight on them to get their students the education they need because most people can't afford it Um, so they do anything they can you know education is the number one priority yes Um, typically after faith but that's your education is what's going to launch you uh, into the through new doors into new opportunities so that is you know just very much a priority over there Um, and unfortunately not everybody has that opportunity yeah but those that do are, are very blessed because education is, I'm, I'm very impressed by the students over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the secondary school, for example, the senior one and senior two students, which is equivalent to like seventh and eighth grade over here, eighth and ninth grade, they take 16 different subjects in, um, like in one term. So that's it's kind of set up like college courses. But when they were telling me that, like, how do you keep that organized yeah. and
3: you know, compartmentalized lie. in your head? Yeah.
1: That just blows my mind. But because so much time is spent on school, that's just the norm. You know, yeah. they don't go hang out with friends after school. They stay on campus. Yeah. And they go to more classes. They focused, study. Right? Yeah. They prepare for their papers and exams. Um, so the motivation in the students is far exceeds what you find in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and we just take it for granted over yeah. here. Yeah. Because there's other ways to get your ticket to your future. But over there, it's you, yeah. you, you that's all you got. It. Is that kind of what you yeah. saw in Malawi as well?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, education is a tough thing there because, like you said, it's not accessible to everyone. Yeah. And a lot of that culture, too, like girls get married at a younger age, and so they don't finish school because of that. Um, it's just a difficult thing financially. Yeah. And like I said about the exams, if they don't know English, they can't pass it. Um, but it is. It's its a lot is at stake and so they know they have to work hard to get there
0: for sure Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the school that simone's kids has started and the mason is working big in
1: yeah so the organization simone's kids definitely go look it up they're doing awesome things over there and they're spreading like wildfire which is incredible it's very much spirit-led godfrey who is the head director on the ugandan side um, that works very closely with my brother uh, he told me on the first trip. He said, "With every vision, there is provision, and that is what how they live. Yeah. You know, not just as a culture, but Simone, the Simone's Kids organization as well. Um, they, you know, God plants things on their heart, and they just trust Him that it's going to be done over there. Yeah. Uh, so it started out as a primary school. Um, so you had like toddler classes through P seven, which is about seventh grade over here. And then after a few years, they're able to acquire a secondary school." That bordered the property of the primary school, and so now they went from you know a few hundred kids to over five hundred kids. And after acquiring the high school, they're now over a thousand students total. Wow! Uh, so it's it's a lot of seeds being planted, yeah. which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, they uh, not all everybody starts in the same primary school. The secondary school, they come from from all over. Yeah. It's kind of like college here, yeah. you know, since you can come from a completely different part of the country. Yeah. You just have a connection, and they say, oh, there's this good school here. You know, nieces and nephews going to live with relatives to go to school. And that's not just true at God's Hope at this school, but that's true across the country. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool to see because you have students coming from all over. Yeah. At such a young age. So it, they get to make connections and meet new people. Yeah. That's pretty Seeing scene. the
0: schools in Kenya were a to me, one, because of just... It's a dirt floor everywhere, very right. run-down mm-hmm. buildings, not super nice. But they're all wearing their, their get-ups mm-hmm. and their uniforms. The yeah, yep. got to be hot. <laughs> And in the school we went to, there were probably 2,500 students there. Wow. And grade 8 was taking their exam. So they were occupying the buildings. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the school was outside in the yard. We walked <laughs> to the back. And I felt like a freaking celebrity. Like, they never see white people. <laughs> yeah, so they good. just crowd you and, mm-hmm. like, surround you. And it's it's overwhelming, but it's so cool at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm like, I don't know. And then they got all, like, the probably 1,500 kids that were still out. They sat down. And, like, we introduced ourselves to them. And we're talking. Um, one of our kids, his name was Matt. I hope he's listening to this. He introduced himself at the very end. He said, hi, I'm Matt. And they all laughed at him. <laughs> all of 1,700 kids started laughing at him it's, a, it's just a very different atmosphere yeah. in our schools where we don't care about it here right. we take it for granted right but they really are they're like needing that and it's yeah um, they're hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being hungry for education, <laughs> what's the food? Like? <laughs> I, I'm really good at these traditions.
2: <laughs> you are. The food is so good. Yeah. I love it. Um, Malawi traditional food is called enzima. They okay. eat it every day for lunch and dinner. They usually have like porridge for breakfast. And it's just like a mix of flour <coughs> and water. Okay. It's super filling. You feel okay. so full after you eat just a little bit of it. They usually eat that with like some greens and some kind of meat, yeah. like they eat chicken. Beef, they eat these little fish, but they're like the whole fish. I didn't love those because nope. they have the head on them. I can't look yeah. at that like that. Um, yeah, what but is, it's good.
0: Did y'all have chapata?
1: Was that a th-
2: what is that? It's like, does it have a the different tortillas?
1: Word? tortillas? They're like rolled oh, yeah. out, like fried. Yeah, yeah. So no, we in, didn't have that in Uganda. It's just like a chop it. Okay. take off the a. I guess okay. it's the same thing. Yeah, so maybe that might be something related to Swahili. I'm not sure. Okay. Like how it's and then, did y'all ever have ugali? What is know, that?
2: That's Ensema because we read a book that was it, it was like, Swahili, but we we like translated to Chichewa in English, okay, and that's it's, the same it's like a corn base yes, kind of thing. Yes, yes, like for me, yeah. I love it. Yeah. You gotta dip it in something as plain, but if you dip it in something, plain. yeah, but you gotta dip it. In, that's I love
0: good. to get your potty, <laughs> but i never... I never <laughs> so in Uganda. What did you
1: say it was called? Ugali. <laughs> Ugali. Yeah. 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 What did y'all? What did y'all call it? It's up? called Posho. Okay, that's so interesting. There's all three different
3: names. different
1: names, and like Claire said, it's just that's your typical. Lunch, dinner-type meal um, at the school, usually porridge for yeah. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my first trip over there, the post-show, after about a week, I just—they served with beans, but that was it. Yeah. And it was just too dry. Yeah. You know, everybody on the team mm-hmm. had brought, like, their sriracha and their yeah. seasonings, See? the Cajun seasonings, dumping everything yeah. in there.
2: Spicing it up. Um,
1: to make it tolerable. Yeah. But that's—interesting that's, uh, side note really quick. So we were um, on our safari. Our Ugandan friend Chris came with us two summers ago. And we were, you know, at the safari camp, they cook, like, nicer meals. Yeah. It's a different mm-hmm. kind of culture. Yeah. They should tie that in. And we had, like, steak or something one night. And he kind of sat there and looked at his food, and he said, I miss my pocho and beans. Oh. Like, that's he just wanted to go back home. Oh, he my gosh. And and he, he's my age. Yeah. So it's just it's just what they're used to. It's that just, that's what is they like. Yeah.
0: Donna's home cooking for us. Yes. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's
1: so They
2: weird. all say it's their favorite food. If oh. you ask any kids yeah. what their favorite food is, they're like, SEMA. Uh,
0: ugali is what mm-hmm. they all say here. Yes. It's, it's, it's so crazy. weird. But we ate, like freaking kings <laughs> while we were in Kenya because we were very touristy and right. they really yeah. wanted to just cook Give the best meals for us. All yep. kinds of meat, all kinds, of, like, it was yep. so good. And then at the um, safari camp, we had, it was an all-you-can-eat mm-hmm. buffet. So yeah, good. so good. Oh, the best. You, and you always get, oh, we were talking about this yesterday, I always always get a Coke because it was always the cold thing. Yes, yep. they don't
2: have ice or cold drinks. No, that's no, that's what I miss the most yes. about the States. But they would there. have mm-hmm.
0: like Cokes in fridges mm-hmm. so you could get that
1: and it would it was yeah. the best.
2: Do they have Passion Fanta at either place?
1: They have That's my favorite flavors of Fanta. I think, I think they passion, do have is passion is the Fanta. best. I don't remember it is if I had It's so it or not.
2: good. That's what I crave. I'm not a
1: Coke drinker, but those were the best Cokes I've yes, ever had in my life. Yes. And I had straight up Passion Juice. They make really good just Passion Juice, like Magna juice, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was probably the same for y'all, but the water. Like at Mason's house, we had to boil the water. So mm-hmm. if you want to drink it immediately, it was going to be warmer. So we just always yeah. have bottled water
0: everywhere. We With a team, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. But it's
1: just so much easier for him to it, mass boil it. Yeah, especially cold. if you're yeah, there living
0: you know. there. like You're not going to buy bo- like, bottled water all mm-hmm. the time. It's going to yeah. be expensive. Um, and then another cultural difference that I didn't get to fully experience,
1: what was church like?
2: Mm. You want to go first? Sure. You so, got
1: it. <laughs> I'll talk about uh, different kinds, because the church uh, at the school, the high school students organize and lead worship every mm-hmm. Sunday at the church, which that's, that's crazy, too, because in the States, you know, sometimes you have to drag students by their, by their ears to get them to be involved and mm-hmm. step up into a leadership mm-hmm. position. Over there, you have, you know, a hundred or so students that are just dying to get in there yeah. and be a part of that, um, leading singing, dancing, the messages, whatever it may be. It's, it's all them, which yeah. is really cool to see. Uh, so I, I enjoyed going to the, the school's Sunday services. But um, it's another topic we might mention, but I'll go ahead and throw it in here. The on time. Yeah. Just, uh,
4: oh, yeah. The concept of
1: time.
2: <laughs> it's different.
1: I mean, so the first trip I took over there... We we landed like late Saturday night. I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to a church service that following Sunday.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it probably went on for about four hours.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's just mm-hmm.
1: people, if you're yeah. in, you just go up to the yes. front and you start preaching. Yes. <laughs> so you think it's the preacher, and then somebody just runs up there, starts acting something that's out, true. demonstrating something. That's true. We left after about three hours. Mason was yeah. like, it probably went on for a while longer. Yeah. yeah. There's just no timetable. Yeah. yeah. That's the truth. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I had, I had a couple different church experiences, so... Uh, we went to a more, like, traditional conservative church. Um, it was the Lumbazi Church of Christ. That's the little village right near where we stayed. And that was the same. It was really long, hard wooden benches. You get really tired of sitting there. Everyone talks that wants to talk. Um, when we go, they usually translate. So we have... Um, they speak in Chichewa and translate to English. Okay. Um, it's also cool the singing, like their mm. traditional Malawian singing is so beautiful. And it's in Chichewa, yeah. but it just gets you like yeah. they, it is beautiful. And yeah. their voice, they do not hold back. They are singing at the top of their voice. That's one of the things I love because I feel like here a lot of people yeah. Yeah. are really. Yes, yeah. yes. in worship and all that. Um, so that was really cool, and we would walk to church, and that was one of my favorite things. We'd walk through, like, a village, we'd walk through the marketplace, mm-hmm. and then get to Lumbazi. It was probably, like, a three-mile walk, um, and we'd stop at the market and eat lunch yeah. on the way back. So I loved that. But this summer, we went to a different church. It was called Flood Church. Okay. It's a lot more contemporary. A lot of missionaries go there that so, live there long-term. It sounds like a
0: non-denominational church. Yeah, It was. It was.
2: Yeah, um, it was awesome, though. I miss it so much. They they started one, there's one in either San Francisco or San Diego, and then there's they oh, also wow. planted one in Malawi, but the um, pastor that started the church is Malawi, and he's been there for 12 okay. years. He's really awesome. Every He's one of those people that, like, everything he says just, mm-hmm. like, gets to you, yep. and you're like, oh, I need to change something, or, oh, that's so encouraging. He just is awesome. And that church was really cool because they were probably, like, over 10 different um, countries and ethnicities represented. It was, like, honestly, to me, it was a picture of heaven. Like, the diversity that, yeah, it was so cool to worship together with all these different people. And it was just a very, like, real church. Mm -hmm. One thing I think here that I've been learning is (coughs) that... Very easy to put on a front and not Mm -hmm. let things out. And they, even in church, would say these things that were so hard and honest and vulnerable that no one would ever say here. And it was beautiful because that's how you could be, and people still love them. And oh, it was so great. It was so great. I
0: have two stories. I never got to go to a Sunday church. Mm -hmm. One day we were visiting one of the churches, and it was just us, and then the pastor, and like five of the congregants. And I underheard somebody say, He's going to preach, and then one of y'all are going to preach. So I'm like, oh.
3: oh.
4: So our teaching pastor, Brandon, is there. Oh, no. I said,
0: hey, Brandon, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I slid him my Bible, and he he pulls out a Where message from the Old Testament and relates it to the New Testament. Like I'm like, you're yeah, that's so impressive. Funny. But it's just so funny how they just kind of wanted to do that at the spur of the moment. Yeah. And then speaking of the very long services, we have uh, – a connection with angola as well in africa so there are a group of angolans who came to the states before i was here at fraser uh, a few months before and they were here they went to all the services on sunday morning and one day brandon brought brought one of them up on stage to just to introduce them and then out of nowhere all the angolans just start marching up on stage (laughs) and then brandon's like what is going on so he starts clapping himself (laughs) off the stage they bring out their hymn books and a pitch pipe and just start singing. Yes, and that's just,
3: amazing. They would have went
0: for hours, that's and then Jared, amazing. our worship leader, is like, "Get them off the stage." <laughs> we're very, we have three services, it's stage, live. Yeah. Right. yeah right? So Brandon comes up and he starts clapping them off the stage as they go. <laughs> but it's just funny; they would have went for funny. hours, yeah. yeah. And it's they just, would have just—that's
1: the spirit, just moving them. That's yeah. not them wanting attention. It's not them wanting to put on a show. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just. That's the Holy Spirit. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. You talked about walking to church a little bit. Yeah. So what is the
0: transportation like in your respective countries?
2: Yeah, so for Malawi, I think the most common mode of transportation is minibus. Okay. So they have like minibus with like fourteen seats and they probably fit at least over twenty people. Like <laughs> and all it? their luggage. You know, yeah. like they're kind of like stacked too yeah. high. Yeah. Um, so they use that. They pay a certain amount of quacha and, and do minibuses and yeah. travel anywhere. There's There are people that have cars, especially in, like, the capital city. There's uh, a ton of traffic. Lots of people have cars. But minibus is the most popular, I think.
1: Is that what you yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the taxis, they can – most of them are – they look like church vans here kind of. Yeah, except yeah that's older what they look like. Except a little smaller and tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're going to a neighboring town, if it's if it's going to be a 30-plus-minute 30, 30 drive, yeah. typically you're going to take one of those. Um, the little motorcycles called bodas yeah. over there mm-hmm. those are super common super frustrating when you're in big cities um, like the capital city because even when there's traffic they're still finding yes. ways to mm-hmm. just slow things down for all the other cars but mm-hmm. they're weaseling their way through and getting where they need I to go I so
0: stressed that when you driving through Nairobi it's, it's yeah. when you are on the different side of the road so yes. you kind of <laughs> Figuring that out, yes. and you're just watching all these people yes. just zoom by you, and, and
2: you pat with like an inch in between. Yeah. Like the people in Malawi just oh, go yeah. right by. Nice. Also,
0: in the capital city, people would just stand on the side of the roads,
1: in the middle of the roads, mm-hmm. to try to sell you stuff. Yes,
2: yes, yeah. yes. It was like, yes, it's stressful. If you go through in a
1: taxi and they stop on the side of the road and your windows open, yeah. yes. hands just start like Bombard yes. you. Yes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's crazy. And it was so hot in the bus, I wanted my window open, but I was like, nope, can I can't do I it. Just <laughs> doing this while we were stopped. Yes, yeah.
2: and of course we didn't say, but there. I, Especially in Malawi, there's a lot of people that still walk places. If it's yeah. in yeah. distance and a lot of, like, bicycles, too, yeah. um, I think that's a big thing. But if you have to go a far distance, like 30 or 45 minutes, yeah. you'll probably take a
1: minibus. And tying the education in with the transportation, um, like Claire said, most people just walk, you know, within the Nicosia yeah. community. Right. But there's some students that live, you know, miles away, and if they don't have a bike, it's going to take them. It's like mm-hmm. an hour-long walk to school. Mm-hmm. So that's two more hours of their day that they're mm-hmm. walking dark or in the dark early in the yes. morning, in yeah. the dark, late at night, yeah, and um, that's. But they, I'm sure they don't complain about it because that's what they've been mm-hmm. doing since they were five years old. It's yeah. walking to school, yeah, hour-long walk. It's just part of your day. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I love getting to walk places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mason has his little car over there. He drives like a Ugandan. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's becoming a little Ugandan over yeah. there.
0: So so he's, he's my chauffeur. <laughs> but, yeah. So going off that just a little bit, what is the technology like? Is transportation is a little bit more primitive compared mm-hmm. to the states? Mm-hmm. Technology, same way I would assume
1: y'all saw more of it. So. Yeah, Claire and I were talking about that last night. Actually, it's uh, the rest of the world doesn't give these nations enough credit for yeah. what they have. Yeah, right. they have it in the bigger cities yes. um, where there's more wealth and stuff, but it's just not accessible elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Um, people even out in Acasa, it's an hour and a half drive from the capital city, but they, you know, they all have. Not all, but a lot of them have their cell phones mm-hmm. because, and they're on them all mm-hmm. day because yeah. the communication, right. um, regardless, regardless of what business you're in, they just have to communicate. So I've noticed that a lot then, of people have yeah, cell phones. a lot of mm-hmm. people have cell phones. And where, what were the cell phone companies? I always saw a,
0: gr- a very bright green, like, um, advertising on a building.
1: MTN is a, uh, a service, AfroCell. Okay. Is a big one? I don't know if that's one that popped up. Okay. I figured it's... I just it's remember, a like, you'd alive, see, like,
0: just normal buildings and green buildings, uh-huh. like, yeah. everywhere. And, they, and guys, that's how the they advertise their A stuff. lot of
1: the buildings... Yeah, it's just advertisements. Yeah. It's not the building for the company. Yeah. They just... The, the little businesses that are there, let like the big ones, just paint it yeah. in their color and their logo. So crazy. Advertising,
2: advertising in Malawi kind of is hilarious because they... Specifically, there's this company and it's a beer company but they their slogan that's everywhere like everywhere you go is probably the best beer in the world <laughs> like and that's how advertising is you'll read anything and it's like probably this is this uh, you're what? like well I'm not convinced yes. that's <laughs> it's amazing. so their advertising
1: is really funny that's awesome.
2: mm-hmm.
1: but technology wise it's it's unlike any third world country it's yeah. growing yeah. yeah it's expanding yeah. it's starting yeah. to make its way out there yeah a lot of it's just the cost. I mean, if you yeah, go to a right. mall in the capital city and you go to a, a tech store, you know, nobody can just a PS Four is probably more than it costs here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an Adidas store, and Mason said, "Hey, you want to go get you some slides?" I said, "Is it like a good deal?" He said, "No, they're a hundred bucks here."
3: Oh my <laughs> word! I said, what?
1: A hundred dollars for slides? uh uh-uh. So depending on the brand, the price can go way, way up, like a skyrocket. That's it's, crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah, in Malawi they have it's the same. Like in the in the city they have more technology and all that. Um, A lot of the older kids who are at university and have some, like, side job, they get cell phones and buy that with their own money and keep that up. Also, they just implemented while we were there in the hospital. They're starting to use technology. So where I went, I didn't really explain, but I went. It's a campus, and it has a children's village, and it has a hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Both organizations, y'all should look them up, Chaconne Health Foundation and 100X Foundation. They're both based out of Montgomery, and they – Partner with the Malawians It's fully Malawian Mm -hmm. staffed there But they partner with them Um, So yeah This this year we took some iPads over And we got an electronic Medical record system And it was so cool To see the clinical officers Who are Kind of like their doctors over there, yeah. started to learn to use those, and yeah. we take pictures of the patients and put them in, and they have a profile. and They just loved learning; they were yeah. so excited about that.
1: Yeah, the efficiency of things yeah. is starting mm-hmm. to grow.
2: Yeah, sure. it is growing,
1: um, and they're open to that. Yeah, you know, they're not you know closed minded people. Right. They're, they're, they want to be as efficient as they can, so they mm-hmm. take those influences from you know other yeah. nations and, and try mm-hmm. to incorporate that. But
0: needless to say, Wakanda paints a false picture of technology. Absolutely, this is why As cool. As I love it. Uh, um, and then talk a little bit about, you were talking about medicine. Talk right. a little bit more about that. Just Okay, yeah. Um, I know you can talk about it a whole lot. I can, I
2: can talk, talk about it a whole lot, but just cut me off. Claire
0: is a nursing student. I'm a nursing she said student. That, yeah,
2: I could it. talk about it all day long. I love it so much. Give us the,
0: the very basics. The
2: basic. So <laughs> I worked for a month there. Um, what I saw was the Malawian Healthcare Professionals are Brilliant. Their schooling is really hard. Mm-hmm. The nurses I talk to go through the same rigorous schooling that we do here. Um, but it's really, it's kind of frustrating and sad to see because they don't have the access and the resources mm-hmm. to provide the kind of quality nursing care that they want to give. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of tough. And they, I mean, they usually have 20, 30 patients. So it's, and it's a lot more life or death situation. So it's, it's yeah. a lot different, but I also respected them so much because they, they think so quickly. They think, yeah. you know, like so critically, they just do, they make do with things. They do what they have to do. Um, so it's really tough, I think, because it's not accessible also for the, for the people who are yeah. sick. Malaria is a huge thing there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Super treatable if you get treatment. That's the thing. If you don't get treatment, it can kill you. Yeah. And and His those... brother
1: got malaria. Did he really? Yes. Twice now. Yeah. Oh, no. He had to have IVs multiple times a day. <sighs> it can make you so sick. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's bad. And the people you know, the people in rural villages, we went. So Blessings Hospital that's there, they do a mobile clinic. They go out to the same village, like the same village every Monday, same mm-hmm. village every Tuesday, provide health care. Changes mm-hmm. lives because yeah. we we were driving to one and we were going down the highway, and Ashley, she's a um, nurse practitioner from the States who moved there, and she was telling us, okay, if you keep driving down this road, you get to the, the nearest hospital. It's 10 kilometers down this road. Mm-hmm. And then we turned down a dirt road and drove for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. And so it's like, you think about, okay, anyone walking that distance to the hospital is crazy. Someone who's sick, mm-hmm. yeah. someone who's holding a lifeless baby, like, yeah. near impossible, yeah. um, and so... That, that kind of changes things. So it looks a lot different in rural villages and in the hospital, but there's some great things going on. It's improving a lot. Yep. Um, so that was so exciting to see. Yeah. But
0: it's not as accessible as it is here. No, it's I, not. It means, yeah. And
2: that's what the difference, like, Blessings is a private hospital, and so you have to pay to go there, but they also have resources always yeah. available. So the district and government hospitals, they give out free malaria medication, they run out though so usually you can go to a hospital and they don't have any medicine or a bed for you you Uh, you know so they run out of room so it's like you can get free health care and risk not getting treated go to a private hospital and get treated but it's expensive and yeah so there's there's lots of hard things to get over there
0: did mason have to go to the hospital to get ivs or did he go there immediately so
1: on the god's hope campus they actually that was one of the big uh, projects that we were you know working towards a couple years ago was getting an infirmary there so now oh. they have a little health mm. clinic on wow. campus that's okay. cool with a, a wing for with a few rooms for different aged of uh, boy students mm. and then different aged female students yeah mm-hmm. so that's anytime and like Claire would say malaria is so common it's like oh a student has malaria go yeah. to the clinic. yeah right and it's, and, uh, to me it sounds so have, scary yes yeah. <laughs> unfortunately they have the resources there to where they can take care of the yeah. students right uh, but that's where he was he was just hanging out in the sick bay Oh, no, malaria. <laughs> oh my gosh. Goodness.
0: Poor guy. Uh, I a no, little, a right. uh, little not as serious. Uh, what are the interests like? We have, I'd assume, very different interests.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. So, I don't know. I, tell well, me. Well, <laughs> what hits me was the high, the interest of the high school students. I try to think back when I was in high school. Yeah. You have band, you have chorus, mm-hmm. you have 20 different sports to choose from. You have, you know, your youth group, more freedom after school to go, go places, hang out with friends. Yeah. Over there, they grow up knowing music mm-hmm. singing dance mm-hmm. um, football saw so much football mm-hmm. um, netball is a common one for girls mm-hmm. okay. it's like a hybrid between ultimate frisbee basketball
4: uh-huh.
1: handball and, and handball okay. yeah. mm-hmm. so that's interesting um, but that's and then art a lot of them like to draw because that's okay. in their free time they have the resources to do that so okay. a lot of them are really good artists yeah. really yeah. good writers write yeah. poetry stories
4: mm-hmm.
1: so it's not there's a few things yeah. that all of them mm-hmm. are really good at yeah. mm-hmm. like it's just part of their culture part of their life I, I envy them every time I go over of how well almost all of them can sing or dance. Yes, it's, all of it's them. It's a gift. They come out of mm-hmm. the womb singing and dancing. Wow. Yeah. And I wish I could do that.
2: Harmonizing, doing all yeah. the works. Thanks. They're so good. Yeah. yeah.
1: You also did say
0: that you had some students over, and you will know, watched Endgame a few times. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do they, they think about that? They love <laughs>
1: movies. And Mason, some of them, you know, depending on their background, where they're coming from, are more exposed to the outside, um, mostly American culture than any yeah. other, other country because, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood, they all know Hollywood. Yeah. When they say they come to the U.S., that's, they say that's where they want to go. Oh, okay. I'm, like, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid it's not as nice as you can. <laughs> yeah. to come into some other places. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them know the movie, the big movies. They love, and this goes back to the music and dance, they love movies Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. The kids yeah, love that movie. That. They love High School Musical, Camp Rock, anything that involves music. where they can sing. Yeah. I'll probably watch Moana three times over there <laughs> because the <laughs> students love it. Love and that's it. what I love it doesn't matter how old you are yeah. they yeah. just enjoy like what they get from it and mm-hmm. the fact that they can you know sing with it dance with it mm-hmm. and it's like over here we consider those you know children's movies even though I'm sure all three of us love them Yes. Yeah. Um, but over there it's I'll like the these high school yeah. there's no shame we're doing there's a high school, school musical like, episode next week <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: oh, okay. no. I'll sing a, spe- sing a special um but yeah, so th- those areas are the biggest things I saw over there. Yeah. That they're interested in and yeah. their hobbies because it's mm-hmm. what they have. And mm-hmm. They're just they're good at it. They're really good. Did yeah. You see the same thing? yeah,
2: I think it was definitely the same. They all sing and dance. There are some incredible artists there um, that are so talented at that. And football, soccer, they're always playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of relieving because I feel like here there's like this culture of like being different yeah. and like you're always trying to like go do something yeah. new that someone else doesn't do yes. and like that's cool and I'm so guilty of it like I'm so stubborn I hate wearing the same clothes as people doing mm-hmm. the same things but there it's just kind of like it's not a big deal you go see you sing and dance and draw or you play football it's the only sport yeah. you play and everyone does it but you enjoy it while you're there you do it with your friends yeah, cool. um, and it's I mean they play a lot the kids I love to see they're super outdoorsy I mean the kids there remind me a lot of the kids here like their interest what they want to do after school is just go play outside Mm -hmm. they bring you animals that they find and capture and they just kind of hang and just do their thing
0: good old days the good old days yeah Yeah. very basic yeah another interest
1: that's worth bragging on them for is their devotion to their biblical studies and their faith there's just so much more time where you can spend you know in Mm -hmm. in the quiet in the uh like, just in, just in the Word. And it's it's amazing the knowledge they have of that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you just recall things yeah. like that? You know, 14 years old, you're spitting out these verses yeah. and drawing yeah. it to life. Yeah. Like, yeah. And over here, it's just so busy. Mm-hmm. And we just consume our time with everything around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over there, it's, that's mm-hmm. just one of the things that is important to many of the students and, and yeah. the people. Mm-hmm. So they have time to do that. Oh, I'll have
2: another one. Okay. Cooking. Okay. We did that this summer. They, they love, love to cook. Okay. We made, we had pancake day twice. That was two of my favorite days. Um, One of the boys that I got to know a lot the past two years, he's 17. And like the first week I was there, he was like, can we make pancakes? And I was like, sure, we can make pancakes. And we had over all of Standard 7. There were 15 kids and they were the best pancakes I've ever had. Wow. Probably because the amount of butter they put. It was like yeah. two tablespoons. Um, but they love it, and they love doing things and feeling independent and learning new things. Yeah. And that was a new thing. Like, we had the recipe for pancakes, and I like would tell them some things, but they just they just <coughs> did it, and they loved it, and they talked about it the rest of the summer, and then there was another group that wanted to make pancakes. They love learning. I think, yeah. honestly, that's an interest is, so like, learning right. different things. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: They're not so stuck on social media. And yeah. Right. I mean, they, they really have other stuff, Right. Too. A few more things before we close it out. We. We could talk about this all day. You talked a little bit about your clothing. Yeah. What is clothing like there?
2: Yeah. So that's kind of a hard thing because it's changing right now. So a traditional where they have a piece of fabric called a chitinji um, for women. And that's usually you wrap it around your skirt. You wear that. So you'll see women everywhere wearing chitinjis. Mm -hmm. It covers their skirt while they work. Um, If they're walking on the dusty road, they have chitinjis. That's how they tie the babies on their back.
0: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah oh, that yeah. little fabric. Yeah,
2: tight. yeah. And so mostly it's uh, traditional wear is skirts, but there's kind of this this culture shift right now where women are starting to wear pants and like, oh, Ooh. it's kind of crazy. Some some people are not okay with it. Some people are. The city very very contemporary. They're wearing pants and stuff. But like where I went, some of the girls are wearing pants now. Some mm. of the moms are like, hey, we don't know. So that's uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. So crazy. It's it's changing right now.
1: Heath. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, for me, it's. I'd the same I'm Boys with. have it easy yeah. You Boys just wear, easy. wear what you have television. Television. Yeah something with Mason Yeah, television. yeah, television. yeah So that's interesting um, So my brother, you know He's been over there three years full time now And his first two years First year and a half He just wore athletic shorts, a t-shirt Didn't think much of it Last summer with the team um, A woman involved with Simone's kids went over And was doing some some accounting stuff Just very professional And uh, she was talking to Mason about You know, professionalism And you know mm. how he could improve his and she said it would it would probably make a huge difference if you started dressing more like they did to work so yeah. you know, wearing you know khaki yeah. pants a tucked in polo and he started doing that and immediately the respect level went way up mm. and i thought that was really interesting that's because so crazy over there um, i mean they take pride in their positions and their educational positions and that's, mm-hmm. that's one true. of the prized positions of, of work yeah. So they don't take that lightly, and they want to look as professional as possible. Yeah, that's the so
2: same, because the really there's a there's also a teacher who just moved there a year ago, and she's the same way, like, wears the um, long skirts that mm-hmm. you see, like, girls wear to Africa, and, yeah. like, just a plain shirt with it. Well, the other teachers at the school she teaches with them at Tendiri Christian Academy, they're wearing, like button-ups, skirts, professional pants, and high heels, and so she's the same way, but she moved over there, and she's like, well, I don't have any other clothes, and so that was, yeah, she didn't expect the level of professionalism, I think, I think a lot of people, because the girls, too, like, even the girls at the village, they dress nice, they're wearing, like, church clothes, like, every day, like, they always look really
0: good, yeah, they look better than me. What would they think of my skinny jeans and white Force?
1: I mean, your shoes would get really dirty. They <laughs> They're <be awful. laughs> They'd They'd <laughs> I recommend that. It'd be so bad. Um, yeah. They wouldn't think much of yeah. your pants. Yeah, they wouldn't. A lot really of the guys
2: be. wear tighter pants. Yeah, like I saw. Really it's kind of really stylish. Good. Yeah. So There's actually one of the clinical officers that I love. He dresses like just like really? mm-hmm. kind of hipstery you and yep, yep. Yep, come, come yep. you could do it. <laughs> <Mom>.
1: Take less. <glasses. laughs> They're not fake. <laughs> they, they're look. I'm just <laughs> kidding, everyone. What <One> of the
0: <laughs> <help his> vision. <laughs> they're legit prescriptions. They're very, very minimal prescriptions. <laughs> they are there. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast. so Yeah, big deal. And <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing. What was it like adjusting to life back at home after you got back?
1: Mm. It was. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I mean, I didn't want to leave to start with. This was the toughest year that I've been over to leave. Um, I think it's because I connected with the students on a level I haven't gotten to before. And it really hit me over there. they like, these are the kind of students, like that age, I like, really want to pour into these students because you see how important those years are, not just in the U.S., but even on the other side of the world. And there they have so much to offer. You think you're going into conversation like, oh, I'm about to drop some wisdom and then it's it's the exact opposite yeah. yes, like they come the to truth. you with a question but once you start the conversation mm-hmm. they're the ones that are like you know shedding light on into your life
0: Yeah,
1: um, and that's just so much fun to be around regardless of what project you're working on I mean if you're around those students like that's that's what the day was about was yeah. being with them connecting mm-hmm. with them and uh, it, leaving sucked yeah. Yeah, it really sucked <laughs> and coming back here I was telling Tyler yesterday, I liked the version of myself over there mm-hmm. more than I liked the American version yeah. of myself. Yeah. Because immediately when I got back, you know, you have the distractions of, of social mm-hmm. media,
3: mm-hmm.
1: of everything going on around you. Mm-hmm. You're It's harder to focus on truly the truly important things in life, you know, spend, taking time to spend in the day to spend with God, right. to really reflect on what He's trying to do in your life. And over there you have, even if you have a full-time job, you have all the time in the world to do that Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's no... No, no pressures on the outside coming in. Like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Yeah. Um, jump through all these hoops for us. Da, da, da. So, it's been dif- it's been difficult. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I know I know if that's if that's in my heart that yeah. God's gonna let me keep going back over there. So. For sure. What was your transition like?
2: Oh goodness. So I think it's honestly for sure more of like a culture shock coming home than it is yeah. going yeah. there for sure. Um, this year. Is my third year. I think it was the hardest and the easiest. Okay. So... Explain. <laughs> yeah. I figured I'd have to. So the first year I went, it was the first year I had ever experienced that kind of like third world country. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot different lifestyle. You love it, mm-hmm. but it's different. And yeah. so you come home and I was mad I remember like the first day I was home somebody was talking about buying a new golf cart and they already have a golf cart that (laughs) works. and I was just I got mad I was truly angry but I didn't handle it the right way I kind of leaned into that and it it was not great and so this year was the hardest to leave because I was there for two months and I got to I have my routine I saw one of my best friends Jesse every morning for an hour we loaded up the ambulance together you know like I just love people. I got to know them. We talked about real things. And so it's definitely the hardest to leave. But at the same time, I think one of the biggest things I learned this summer was how I have so many people in my life. Mm -hmm. And God has, I mean, everywhere I look, literally around the globe, Mm -hmm. I can't can't be mad about leaving a place because there's so many good things at the next place. And so as hard as it was, like the hardest ever, and I still miss my friends every day, I also was so happy to see my friends. And, yeah. like, God has showed up this week in cool ways with just seeing different people that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And, like, he's just – he's really yeah. – it was totally a God thing that made it easier yeah. but also hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. you, you had that Facebook post. I think right you got – Yes. Back, and you tagged yes. so many people. Because I was posts. just yeah.
2: – I couldn't stop. I was like, there's so many yeah. great people. And yeah. That's
1: so cool. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, so it's yeah.
2: – yeah. It
1: gives you such a refreshing sense of humility and gratitude mm. coming back. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, like, this is – I should be way more thankful for the cards I've been dealt and right. what God has given me up to this point. Yeah. Yes. So I need to I need to use this to the best of my ability in right. of where I am. Yeah. yeah. And He'll take me where I need to go. Yeah. No mm-hmm. to use in the future. Yeah. So that's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It sucks leaving. It but does. Coming home, you realize. It does. Yeah. Like wow, this is the platform God's given me. Right. How, how can I do that here? Yeah. For sure. Um, So any last
0: words on African culture versus America? We talked a lot about it. Any last things? Or do you want to plug um, your socials or the organizations you're with? Mm -hmm. Just kind of give them a little shout out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Simone's Kids, I-S-M-O-N-E, apostrophe S, kids. They have Instagram, they have Facebook, they have a website. Fantastic uh, scholarship program. Um, Yeah, just go check it out. I don't want to do it injustice or say anything wrong. Yeah, Mm-hmm. But please go check that out. It's, it's really cool and incredible leaders in that organization. And uh, it's just, they're. I don't want to say taking over. That sounds sounds bad, but they're really. Taking over, you've got <laughs> God, God is really like yeah. spreading yeah. out his hands and feet in that community and that nation. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. uh, cool. I firmly believe that he'll continue to use not only this organization, but there's so many others um, mm-hmm. over in that region mm-hmm. that he's doing incredible things through. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think the last thing I would say that I really learned this summer is think people view Africa as a country mm-hmm. there's lots of differences mm-hmm. in people and I think it's also easy to just lump like oh they're African they're poor mm-hmm. we need yes. to help them yeah. they have pity those people are incredible the oh, stuff yeah. they come through and like their individual stories mm-hmm. are incredible yeah. and I think that was the message I wanted to bring back to people here yeah. is to To see that, like, they're not just a group of people, they're not, you can't see, there's lots of stereotypes. Um, they are strong, they're awesome, they have individual stories, and yeah, um, so that I think is the most important thing that I would love people to know. Um,
1: to go on that real quick, mm -hmm. I think you know, we send so many missionaries over there, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic because you know, different places need it. But I think this country would be way better off if they could send missionaries yeah, over. I know. Here. I know. I That's so true. We have more money, but they're way more, money, yes.
0: they're way more the rich in yes. friendships and yes. like Relation, yeah. relationships.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and to say again, the two organizations. So go check out Chikondi Health Foundation. Spelled C H I K O N D I Health Foundation.
0: I would have spelled that wrong. I knew you <laughs> would.
2: Most people would. It means love in Chichewa. Um, but it's the hospital. It's like Cool hospital, mm-hmm. all the clinicians there. Wonderful, God fearing, spreading Jesus through yeah. that. Um, and then 100x Foundation um, is the the group for Tindiri Children's Village, which I didn't talk a lot about, but also incredible yeah. um, things that they're doing with kids and education yeah. there.
0: Awesome. Well. I love that conversation. Just like talk about it and like see it from a yeah. different perspective. I saw it yeah. five days, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just getting. I've talked to both of you about it, but yeah. just seeing more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful country. It's it fun to talk about that with other people too. Yeah, you know, yeah. that have experienced it. It is yeah. the majority of people here have not. Yeah. So yeah. So on a lighter note, before we go, I have to ask you the question. Is it, we, we can't leave <laughs> without asking this question. Okay.
2: What is it?
0: What's you binging?
1: What you binging? What you
0: binging? So Heath, you want to start? What you binging, man?
1: We'll start with uh. Like movies and TV shows and such. No, whatever. So, what are you bingeing? It can be anything. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I've taken some hiatuses on a lot of different things. So I started Game of Thrones months back. I made it halfway through. Heathen. Haven't watched it. Lord, forgive me.
0: I haven't <laughs> talked about it in like four months. Like, shut up about the show. I've, I haven't watched
1: it in probably close to two months, just because I got busy, and left the country. Honestly, there's other things I'd rather watch. Yeah. It's just I almost feel like I need to finish the story because <laughs> yeah. it's a good story. It is. Yes, I've um, heard it's sure really it interesting and in how they tie all the characters together. I've just finished a season of QB1 on Netflix. Those are really good. It follows three senior high school quarterbacks and uh, how they're preparing their senior year to go mm-hmm. to college. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I actually think Bo Nix might be on it Really? Year. Yeah. Oh, is that's that cool. I'm okay. I'm, I don't know. That's cool. I don't know either. <laughs> that's the, the freshman Auburn <laughs> quarterback, if no one is aware. Mm-hmm. Go Dawgs. Um, mm-hmm. You're the worst. Get evil. And then uh, a lot of movies we watch <laughs> – I'll let you talk about that one. <laughs> uh, some more shows like that. Parks and Rec is usually a background show. Classic. Um, a lot of good, you know, Marvel movies throughout this year. I've, I watched Endgame, like Tyler said, two or three times over in Uganda prefer, because yeah. those students love it so much, <laughs> and it's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, there's three, actually. Three, three hours, two minutes. Yeah. So there you go. Of course, of course you yeah. know. <laughs> then, I, we, we've covered that. Of exactly. That's, that's like movies and stuff Book wise uh, I'm actually reading back through The Narnia books Because a, I, re- I read them in like Late middle school Early high school
0: He just pulled out the
1: whole Like I did. has it it's there all seven books Yeah <laughs> Because book. um, there's something I wanted to share So okay. I, wanted, I wanted to read, I, wanted, <laughs> I was wondering why I was here I yes. wanted to read I was them curious. all again Because I wanted to see How C.S. Lewis alludes to Christianity like now that I'm older, I know who he is. He even prepped for watching mm-hmm. yeah, this. So I know. Dope. I know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna preach.
2: So listen to this. This, this is like, like an African thing right here. Like yeah. having a word. So
1: this is just Peter talking about Aslan. He says, "We don't know when he will act. In his time, no doubt, not ours. In the meantime, he would like us to do what we can on our own." Mm. Oh, that's. I, I was aware that in Africa, I was like Mason. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> this, on this one what book so is that in? good. That is Prince Caspian. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that I've read a couple of Levi Lesko books um, over the past few months, uh, which I've told both to of you that he may be coming that, to raise yes. your next year potentially. Yes, I will be really cool. I don't
0: I'll know. Be I don't know if that's common knowledge yet. I if, hope it happens. Sorry, people listening.
1: <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, and then a, a good book called Hope Heals. That's yeah. a really good book about the story of a couple wife had. A Stroke That Should Have Killed Her and By Mm -hmm. the Grace of God you know she hung on and it's about their recovery story and their faith in God and how that got them through it Um, highly recommend that one as well Uh, yeah a lot of good stuff to read Um, I could probably think of more stuff but you're you're pulling up all your binging stuff (laughs) we talk about every week so we have to binge a lot in a week just to get new stuff up that's
0: true that's hard so Claire
2: okay what's your (laughs) binge? well mine's a little bit more superficial (laughs) I got two things I got a show and a food okay Okay, so the show, I just discovered it. It's called 90 Day Fiance. You're welcome. <laughs> uh-huh. It's incredible. It's like the most ridiculous show ever, and you just can't not watch it because it's so entertaining. Yeah. They literally like meet someone overseas and bring them over, and they have 90 days to get married.
0: We met a literal 90 Day Fiance when Did we came you really? back from Kenya. Oh. Uh-uh. Yeah. She I like, can't believe it. She la- met him online, flew over to Kenya, met, married him in three days. uh uh-uh. huh and then he couldn't, <laughs> no. he couldn't get a visa back to the States because like, oh, so they Oh, in were Indian. stuck there. No, so she flew back home and she was, she's was. she been back. Oh,
2: it was that's the a mess. craziest
0: that's thing. That's the mess. It was like real right.
2: life. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, so that was um, entertaining, ridiculous, but entertaining. Food, M&Ms. My whole this life has been changed. This is
0: the first food binge that I've, we've had on a bunch of binge. Yes, yeah,
2: I'm not I'm kidding. This is binge. a huge revolutionary change in my life. It is for you. It is because I have a peanut allergy. Yes. So I. Haven't had M&M's. Okay, I did try them like for a year. I ate them for a year. And, and then, like, it, what,
0: three, four years ago? It was
2: like, yeah, it was, it was like five years ago. Okay. And then I, like, maybe sort of kind of had a reaction. So I quit eating them yeah. just because I was nervous. Loved them. Well, I found out this summer I accidentally ate peanuts in Malawi. Terrible <laughs> idea. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but they put it in their okra. I didn't know. Like, who yeah. puts that in okra? Okay. So I accidentally ate it. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And so, Y'all, M M's every day. If I don't have it every day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's not a good day. Help. Help. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's not good for my health. Did y'all think something
0: else last night too?
2: We did.
1: The pe- yeah, the past two nights we have watched a So scary what, movie. what did what did y'all watch last night? I didn't Last watch night we split. watched the movie Split.
2: We did. It was Tyler good. and Elizabeth
1: had already seen it, and he was tired. Oh, he's exhausted. Yeah,
2: he couldn't. So, he was tired at eight o'clock.
1: He went to bed. <laughs> And so Claire and I have watched this movie and it wasn't as as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. The story was, it was kind good. of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a couple of jumpy parts. So if you've it was seen a movie for that and it really freaked you out.
2: It really was not it scary. wasn't scary. I was yeah. expecting new, it to be it's more it's scary. I thought it like, yeah. was yeah. stick with
1: me. A little it. More. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it
2: didn't. I slept last night. Yeah,
0: yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you want to ask me, Tyler, what are you binging? Well, to start off, last Friday I finally got to watch Detective Pikachu.
2: Oh my word! I've been talking about that
0: <laughs> since episode number ten on the podcast, oh. and I finally got to watch it. And then Tuesday night, he's the first night in town. I said, "Guys,
1: let's watch it." <clears and <clears throat> throat> that's the first time I've ever in my life—twenty years of knowing Tyler—heard mm-hmm. him suggest that we watch a scary, scary movie. Movies. And it's because I, I hate scary movies.
0: Yeah, but I was just so intrigued by this movie, yeah. and with a new one coming out, you saw like, it. like mm-hmm. I just wanted to know the story behind Pennywise. And
2: so, did you like it?
0: I did. It I was enjoyed good news. it. Yeah. It was, it was well done It was funny and so, like, It was a good mix Of like comedy and horror mm-hmm. It was charming mm-hmm. It was a coming of age story As well mm-hmm. with the kids I don't know It was It was good I'll probably go see The second one Yeah, yeah. At my house Yeah yeah Until <laughs> next yeah. time I come
1: back We, we won't watch, twice the evening, next one. watch it right?
0: Because Elizabeth Was sitting on her phone Just talking the whole time Like oh that no players. no It's like <laughs> She, would, she didn't handle it well. She didn't sleep good that night. Um, and then I'm playing a video game called Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Y'all don't care. And as then, well as all the other 50 video games yes. you play uh, several yeah. And <laughs> then this weekend, college football starts.
1: Yes, yes it does. That's a great binge. Mm-hmm. We're going to be binging that one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, the for that The best of all.
0: And there's one more binge that we have to talk about just for a second. Okay. We love Spider-Man. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll no longer be binging Spider-Man in the MCU.
1: It's a tough topic, guys. moment of silence. for. <laughs> yeah. Insert, uh, <laughs> in a, little in podcast, insert the please uh, <laughs> insert the Spider-Man theme music
0: I know with with the talks of Disney and Sony not being able to make a deal yeah st- they still can negotiate out a deal but Kevin it's, it's, wanted. there's the a sliver of split. hope
1: and y'all talk about like culture differences that really ticked me off because it's all about (laughs) it's all about the money like forget the fans forget all the people you do this for clearly do it for yourself I mean my goodness and it's like you're making billions anyways just sacrifice a little bit to keep this incredible character that people love to go watch with his team Mm -hmm. do you think it's more Disney or Sony's fault? I think I think Sony wants Disney to do it I do too because they know they do a better job with it they represent Sony's character and in I think they understand
0: way. that 95% is too high.
1: Yeah. But 50-50 is... That's Th- a lot. That's, that's on Disney. That's yes. really selfish on Disney's part because Sony... It is still Sony's character. Disney, you're fine. You're going to own the world in five years. Exactly. It's, you don't need the money. Golly.
0: And I understand Disney not wanting a 5%. like yeah. yeah from yeah. a billion dollar movie you're, you're making...
1: You're turning their character into gold. Yeah. That they couldn't do before. So.
0: Yes. I mean, yeah. I'd understand a 25-75 or
1: 30-70. I think that yeah. would be a pretty good compromise. Um... And I really hope Kevin Feige decides to do that And he's not just playing mind games with him, Like yeah. maybe they'll do it Claire actually did see Spider-Man I like,
2: did see Spider-Man I can't fantastic. talk the talk But I really liked the movie Yeah I did
0: They came over to our house yeah. afterwards so I was like do you like it? It's true. I like the movie Yeah so that's
2: I cool. really liked it it's I thought it was a, a good, good movie yeah.
1: Tom Holland's fantastic They didn't say uh-huh. for post oh, show and for credits
0: for I told them about the post credits scene They were like We saw
2: one but we didn't see the second uh, okay. one Yeah We didn't know there was another one I know
0: it happens. Mm-hmm. That's what YouTube's for. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast this morning. Yeah. It was awesome. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you yes. for having Cody, us.
1: you were missed, but you we know still Africa, talk for an, so
0: We, we still talk for an hour without yeah, him. Yeah, we were we fine. <laughs>
1: well, I think that's all the time we have for you this
0: week on the Culture Shock Podcast. We'll see you next week. Say bye.
1: See you guys. It's been a pleasure. It's
0: take a lot to me away.
4: What's right? Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the San Getty. I seek to cure what's deep inside.